Hey everybody, before we start the episode, I want to give a shout out to some of our patrons on Patreon helping to support this network and helping us to grow our brand. I want to thank you, Thomas Nostar, you, Kevin Mullen, C. Ryan Wagner, and Karjan McGill. I apologize if I pronounced that incorrectly. Thanks guys, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi everybody, the other side's back. It's us. Hello. How you doing? Are you are you well? Are you well, friend? I hope I hope so cuz you're not going to be by the end of this podcast. Cuz we're doing another one of them season overviews. I forgot to get a guest for this one. We usually do them as special guests. I, d- I didn't get one this time. I'll get one next time. They died of boredom. <laughs> um, it's another shitty season, people. Anime kind of sucks right now. Has... It might just be the worst one yet. I don't know. It's hard. To, it's hard to peg that down. So we're we're gonna we're gonna jump into this thing, and tell you what to watch, what not to watch. What to laugh at. Let's jump right in. By the way, we are at anachart.net slash fall. It's the fall season. It's the downfall of anime. Yeah. So we at fall. So we're going to start off with a show. Now here's what we're going to do this time. Because we usually, we're like, you read it, you read it. So So we're going to alternate. I'm going to read the first one. Then Max. Then Andrew. It's in, in order of joining this podcast. I, I started this show, so I'm first. Max, you were you came after, so you're second. And Andrew, you came in after Max, so you're third. All right. That's how we're going to do it. So I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off easy, even though I'm introducing pure cancer. Um, 12 Sai, Chika na Mune no Tokimeki 2, the second season of 12 Sai. It is, looks like, it is Romance School Shoujo, so it's... Moe for girls, shoujo, school garbage. There are like a million of these shows. Are girls still watching this shit? How many goddamn 4chan awesome faces going to school looking like they're not even teenagers yet, having troubles with spiky hair boys do you need? Because there's like 20 of them. There's no variation. Ever. God damn it. Stop it. Creatively bankrupt nation. Alright, Max, that's, that's all we need. Jump right to the next one. Max, what's the next one? <sighs> Three Gatsu no Lion. The description tells us the following. Rei Kiriyama is a 17-year-old boy who recently started living alone, financed by a salary as a professional shogi player. There is such a thing. Despite his independence, however, he's yet to mature emotionally, and his problems continue to haunt him in his daily life. His relationship with his adoptive family is strained. <laughs> so he can he fuck has, his sister. It's okay. And he, and he has difficulty interacting with his fellow high school students. Incidentally, was there ever a time where like a male main character of an anime has an adoptive family, and it wasn't as a transparent excuse for him to have some sort of romance subplot with his sister? Not ones that take place in the real world that I can think of. 
Usually if you see the adoption angle and it's not to be creepy, it's in like a, um, a, a setting that's different than our own world. Like Salty Ray had a big adoption theme and no creepy stuff. But that took place in like an alien future world. So. Meanwhile, his professional career in Shogi has entered a slump. Burdened with the heavy expectations placed upon him, his wins and losses are fluctuating as his record and progression into the ranks begin to stagnate. Acquainted with Rei are the three Kawamoto sisters, Akari, Hinata, and Momo. Unlike Rei, they live happily in their modest home, which they warmly welcome Rei into as if he were one of their own. He frequently visits the family, interacting with them and receiving the kind of care and affection he never had while under his foster home. This is the story of Ray's triumphs and failures, relationships new and old, and his growth as a person. Wow, that sounds indescribably boring. Source TV tropes, really? Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess that's where we're at right now. <laughs> when Anime News Network is your number one source for information, you're going to have to fall back on TV tropes a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, this this. There's not even any genres listed. Nobody cares about Shogi. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm you know, you know who cares no, about Shogi? Explains it. The guy who fucking made Hunter Hunter. It's like if that doesn't tell you everything. Shaft made it. We'll expect some crazy neck work. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the term shaft neck. No. If you Google yeah. image search it right now, you'll find stuff. Shaft has a habit of doing this thing with characters' necks where they like look behind them and their neck does a thing that necks can't physically do. Let me find you guys a picture, but for you folks at home, just Google shaft neck. And you'll find a shitload of it. In fact, here's a here's a compilation for my fellow podcasters. Here's a little here's a little collage of the shaft neck. The fuck? <laughs> they like to do that. All of these Why? people should be dead. <laughs> Why why are they all angling their necks upwards? I don't know. I don't know why Shaft keeps doing this. Is this even humanly possible? I tried it. The 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 less extreme versions are but it's not comfortable. Yeah, if if someone was if someone actually took that particular position of their head while talking to me, I think I was talking to an insane person. Like someone who just escaped an asylum or something. Yeah. They're trying to hold their head at the perfect angle so that the aliens can't send the mind control waves. <laughs> it looks like the the way a serial killer in a in a piece of fiction, you know, the Wahaha, I'm so crazy serial killer mm. like they lull their he- lol not lull but like lol L O L but L O L L, I'm sorry. Their head to the side like crazy like their head just kind of rolls a little bit to the side, like, I'm going to kill you. And their eyes are all big and shit. Because that's what serial killers do. Yes. Totally. They actually don't. You I know, because I am one. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of killers, I don't know. 
Andrew, why don't you tell us about our next offering? Ajin 2. Second season of Ajin. Well, that was straightforward. For high schooler K and for at least 46 others, immortality comes as the nastiest surprise ever. Sadly for Kay, such a feat doesn't make him a superhero in the eyes of both the... Oh, this, this scrolls. <clears throat> in the eyes of both the general public and governments, he's a rare specimen who needs to be hunted down and handed over to scientists to be experimented on for life. A demi-human who must die a thousand deaths for the benefit of humanity. This is... We talked about this before. This was like a manga that I heard was really, really good. I know Leanne was big into it. And I'm a bad boy because I didn't watch it. I totally forgot that the anime was a thing until this Anachart dealy. Uh, and then I saw the Agent 2. I was like, alright, Agent, shit! I didn't watch that. I probably could now. There's a first season. And it's adventure, horror, mystery, sane, and supernatural. So, well, there there you go. We had our one of our two good shows uh, early I, on. I don't care. Of course you don't care, because you, you just, you're miserable. You're a miserable man. Full of sadness and frowns. <laughs> this, this is the first row we've already blown our load. <laughs> What'd you say, Max? This just doesn't sound interesting to me, that's all. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I've heard nothing but positive things, and it seems nifty. I gotta check it out. Uh, but yeah, as as uh, as Andrew said, we it's the, just the first row, and we've already probably got the best one. Oh, no, wait. No, there's another one that's really good. I forgot. Yeah. There's one other thing I'm looking forward to. Yeah. And so, that's third row. Yeah, so we get, all the good stuff pre- comes pretty quickly, and that's all downhill from here. So well, the we, good stuff and the... Yeah. Yeah. Well, you never know. There might be that thing that, oh, that looks inter- That seems like it could be interesting. We usually get a surprise or two. Next is All Out. It's from Madhouse, so it'll look pretty. Uh, Gion Kenji is short and perpetually pissed off about it. Iwashizu Misumiyaki is tall, but timid. Although it's bullies that bring this unlikely pair together on the first day of high school, it's the rugby club that will make them friends, another sports anime. So it's about a football-playing manlet. (laughs) Exciting. This one's rugby. It's, rugby's a new one. I don't think they've done rugby before with these sports anime. I don't give a fuck about sports anime. Wasn't wasn't like the only difference between football and rugby that in football you wear protection and in rugby you don't? No, there's some other differences. They they look well. Very they're both similar, stupid. <laughs> they look very, like when you're watching someone play them, they look really similar though. Guy running with ball, other guy jumps, other people jump on him. It's just but I think rugby you're allowed to be a little more rough. You can like slam people. I don't know, that's the best idea. Thought you could slam people in football, too. No. You can tackle them, but you can't, like, fucking check them like hockey or What's body the difference? Slams. You're just throwing yourself on top of them. It's not like you're grabbing them and lifting them or slamming them or anything like that. Well, that's, that's boring, then. Then what's the point of all that stupid protection if you can't even fucking slam into them? Because you're still throwing your body on them and... A large man throwing himself on you is going to cause damage if he forces you to the ground. Yeah, but that will be the only entertaining part. <laughs> like, not for the person involved, obviously, but for the viewer. 
Max just like Max hears that the NFL has a problem with concussions, and he's like, "That's not enough." They're a bunch of pussies. <laughs> All right, well, Max, speaking of a bunch of pussies, you're up next. The fuck is this shit? What What the hell? Oh, Blood blood of Wars. I, because of the font they use for the logo, I, I almost read it as Blood Horse, which <laughs> would be completely different and probably more entertaining. <laughs> so, Bloody Wars. Huh? Sixty years ago, a strange case of insomnia struck the population, forcing them to stay awake for more than a full week. The victims were completely sleep deprived. All went mad. Is, is, is this is this going to be a creepy pasta? <laughs> to cure this illness, a new medicine was produced, but the side effects turned the patients into vampires. God damn it! <laughs> Humanity went to war against this new species in triumph, but some of the vampires managed to survive. Don't they always? <laughs> Born from a human and a vampire, the main character. God damn it! <laughs> Milu, the child of hope. What? is to represent the new hope that will connect the two species, sexually, I guess. Ringleader of a bank robbery, Milu is arrested and transferred to a special prison of the National Defense Agency that monitors vampires. Trying to break free with Anji, Milu is attacked by strange monsters, and he finds that, he, that the prison location corresponds to the birthplace of vampires, the old capital Blue Town. Okay. Why are vampires trapped in Blue Town? What are those strange monsters attacking them? Our heroes must fight to solve those mysteries. This doesn't seem like it will suck, but it doesn't seem like it will be particularly good. No, I'm going to say it'll suck. It seems like something like if I still had the Funimation channel, and like I just left it on, and it was playing, I'd let it play and, and like listen to it, but I wouldn't be invested in it. Why do they have masks anyway? I, I, maybe it's part of the bank robbery thing. They rob banks in opera masks. Is this like some sort of fucking Persona 5 bullshit? Like, I, I will give it this. The main character being a bank robber? I, I'm, I like it. I like that angle. Amity don't do that. Something new. I got problems with the, 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 the premise. Like, why did humanity go to war with vampires if vampires were brought about as a side effect of a medication that people needed en masse? Also, the terrible character designs. Like... Like, oh, the side effects may include uh, becoming a fucking vampire. And put that in a commercial while they play out the rest of the storyline of the commercial of the guy getting in the refrigerator, being all happy in slow motion with bright, plumy sunlight coming in through his windows. And the side effects may include uh, acute vampirism. No, no, better just kill them all. Yeah, what the fuck? That's so stupid. Like, you have one good thing going with an interesting premise, and like a prison a, the a prison break being, being the... Um, Impetus to kickstart the story. That's good. Bank robber main character. That's good. How the fuck do you make a bank robbing vampire look lame? Yeah, but like, oh, he's the he's the child of he's the half human half vampire that will be the hope for the world. Boo! I'm so tired of this. Fucking. Fuck it. I I hate that fucking premise. He's always like, oh, is the super special half vampire. That what? Is that like a half vampire is somehow more powerful than regular vampires? Like how the fuck does that work? No, but it's like it's a human, but he's got specialness in him, so you can live vicariously through him without having to be a full-on vampire. That way, he can go outside in the day. Well, if they want specialness in them, they should just let themselves get fucked by Christian. I don't know. 
That's pretty much the that's that's the logic for why dampiers, even though most of these fucking things never call them dampiers. That's the reason why dampiers are usually so popular for protagonists. It's like it's got vampire stuff, but still human enough to relate relate with and identify with. And you get to be the special snowflake of the special snowflakes. Exactly. You're like even more specialer than the vampires. And here's the thing. Dampiers, only one uh, anime that I could think of has ever gotten Dampiers right, and that was Vampire Hunter D. Um, particularly Bloodlust. The first movie's kind of boring and lame. Because Dampiers um, are destined to kill their vampire progenitors. That's like their thing in life. Like they're... A dampier is born, and I think even the eating dirt thing, Vampire Hunter D thing had, was actually from the Dampier Legends, but he had, like, the hand that ate dirt, and I think dampiers had something else. Like, either they ate dirt, or they had to sleep in dirt, or something with dirt. Um, I don't know, it's been a while since I read the mythology and stuff like that. But, that's, uh, but the gist of it is, dampiers are destined to murder their vampire father... And other vampires. They're like drawn to kill vampires. You're like born. And it's like, man, I just want to... You want to... A dampier wants to kill vampires the way a junkie wants to shoot up heroin. Just, I just I just need to kill vampires. I don't want... I just, I just need it. I need it, man. You got any vampires They, they all here? got briefly transported into Blaze Blue and then they were like, man, fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, like, that's... That's dampier. And the only thing that ever did that and used the term dampier... Was fucking Vampire Hunter D. Everything else, like I'm a special. I better. I bet the. I fucking bet this character has either red eyes or heterochromia. I fucking well, bet he has red eyes, as oh, you can see from. Oh, the he's poster. the top dude. Yeah. Yeah, I of think course that's he fucking. Him. So yeah, fucking. Of course, he's got the wide hair. Ah, fucking hell. Yeah, it's just generic. There's another point against it: generic fucking character design. It's like you got man, you had some good ideas. Why'd you squander them with just? Dipping it in, in, in a sauce of hacky shit. Yeah. Ugh. Also, at, also Castlevania at least managed to do like, the oh, damn yeah, Castlevania. concept well, decently with Alucard. Yeah, you're right. And and he was destined to kill his vampire father. Um, but I'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking anime. But yeah, Castlevania. Well, Castlevania's fantastic. So. And it, and it respects the myths and legends that it pulls from. So it actually does its fucking research. So yeah, it's a shame. It has good ideas, but fuck this show. Our, uh, oh, Andrew, have fun with this one. <laughs> Talk about <What>? perfect. <laughs> oh, brave witches! A strike witches spin? No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not reading the rest of that. Why are Do you complaining? I had to review this shit. Well, not this shit, but strike witches. Strike Witches spinoff featuring the 502nd Joint Fighter Wing, the Brave Witches. Fuck this shit. <laughs> Do they still fight the, the the weird hexagon aliens? Well, apparently they still don't have pants. Well, yeah, it's Strike Witches. Of course they don't have pants. Guys, there are fans of Strike Witches out there. Bullshit. <laughs> Drink that shit in. For some reason, this one rabbit has bent ears. Wait, I gotta bend the one to look cute. Chris Chan rabbit. 
No, then she'd be a duck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It, look, it, look, if you like Strike Witches, it's fine. You like what you like. But just accept the fact that you're a creepy forever virgin. I mean, that's your life. Accept it. Don't come at me bitching because you're the one that smells like rotten patchouli and no woman wants to talk to you. Just enjoy there's, there's, on, there's only one rabbit that gets away with having weirdly crumbled ears that look like they were stuck in a washing machine and that's Horizon. <laughs> I, I kind of wish that if Strike Witches had to exist at all, it would have come out like 40 years earlier so it could have been shown to uh, former Nazi pilots as their punishment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you see that cat girl? That's supposed to be you. This is what your former ally did to you. <laughs> this is what they think of you. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. They're supposed to be the fucking Axis powers, aren't they? Yeah. Like every one of them is supposed to be a World War Two fighter ace. Oh. Like there's one for Chuck Yeager. There's one for uh, Rudel, I think. There's one for Hartman. It just makes it. And of worse. course, the Japanese are the best ones because they got the super special magical katana that can slice through entire alien fortresses <laughs> with lasers. Oh, it just makes it more gross. Yep. Because I reviewed that shit, I fucking saw that. They're the Axis power. Oh, God! I'd, I'd make an Axis oh. Powers Hitalia joke, but I can't think of a pun, and that show is also cancer. Oh. If if you like Axis Hit Powers Hitalia, don't, don't talk to me. Unless you watch the dub. I'll forgive you for the dub. They South Parked it. So it was like the last gra- the last gasp of Funimation's heyday before they turned to faggots. What? By the way, side note: What did they depict the Holocaust as again in Axis Powers Hitalia? Wasn't it like something? Oh, Germany did something mean. No, no, it was. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this. They said it was England and France spreading a nasty rumor to make Germany look bad. Okay, oh, you're, you're bullshitting me. Like, no, what's the real you, for, thing you that... forgot that Italia denied the Holocaust, didn't you? David Irving Italia. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I bet most of you listening forgot that Italia denied the Holocaust. What did, like, England and France, like, have really long noses all of a sudden in that show? <laughs> Some shit, like, is, is, is that where we're going with this? <laughs> What the hell? From what I remember, Funimation's dub tried to downplay it a little bit by uh, not being quite as explicit with the rumor that they were spreading. Um, Like, kind of downplaying the fact that the rumor was the Holocaust. And we had all those Germany hates Jews jokes that Funimation threw in there. So, but, oh boy, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a clip of it on YouTube, too. Fucking hell. So is that why there's no character representing Israel? <laughs> oh, that ex- would explain it, I guess. I forgot that that's a thing, too. Yeah, there's no Israel, is there? In Hitalia. Oh, dear. Oh, dear! Did, did they have other Middle Eastern countries? Yeah. Wow. Oh, dear, Hitalia fangirls. Fuck is the author's problem. Oh, fucking dear. Bring that, by the way, if you know a Hitalia fangirl, even though it's kind of um, had its day, it came, it kind of came and gone, it's, it's had its heyday, and it's left, pretty much. But if you ever do see a Hitalia fangirl, bring that up. 
Ask her about that. Don't so, so ask what her is, where Israel is. So what is what is nine eleven then? Like Middle Eastern chance stealing America? There was a nine. There was a 9-11, and I don't remember what it was, but it was so um, tastelessly uh, milk toast. Like, oh, oh, God, what was it? It's like, someone pulled a prank on America. Uh-oh. <laughs> Something like that. It's like, oh, like, really? That's how you're... Like, oh, God, let me see if I can find it real quick. This is going to make this episode be longer, but... Oh, shit. Is the tell you even still ongoing, or did it finish at some point? I think it's still ongoing, but um. Okay, so there's still a there's still time for them to have a chapter where they rip up Germany's floorboards and find a bunch of skeletons under them. I'm just getting a bunch of fanfics when I Google this. Fucking hilarious. And people making Italian 9/11 tribute movies. What? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Here, I'll I'll link you to one. And- Oh, did no! 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 Cody, did you just find a mistakes and a miracles at it? I am linking the shit out of this video in the comment section. I mean, in the episode description. Guys, look at this. Look at this. What is this song? What is this fucking song? Oh my god. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? The images keep coming! <laughs> oh. What's that? I need to close this down. I I tell out that fucking I I can't deal with this shit. I had to stop it. Oh my god, it just Oh Oh, the best part for like the first ten seconds it's normal and then the anime and lyrics kick in simultaneously. <laughs> oh my god. And that was only the first minute and sixteen seconds from a three minute forty nine second video. Oh and there's so many. Oh my god, look at all of them in the related videos. Look at all of them. Oh my god. I found my new favorite thing. I'm posting this right now. As I record this, I am posting this on the Anime Outsiders Twitter. So anyone listening and wondered why I po- why that was just posted on the Twitter, and you're listening to this now, you know. See, I just I just tweeted it. I, the the world needs to see that. Oh, holy shit. Oh, oh my god, and it's 9-10. <laughs> I didn't realize I just posted that the day before September 11th. <laughs> no, no. As I am recording for posterity, this is what we're doing. All those Italian 9-11 tributes, guys, I want you to post them throughout the day on 9-11. And I am relaying this to the Anime Outsiders chat. 
Oh, fuck. That's the funniest goddamn That's the funniest goddamn thing. People, you'll understand. You will if you click the, the thing. You'll understand. Okay, I don't even know how, if at all, I'm pretty sure they did. Maybe I'm remembering wrong. I don't remember how Hitalia addressed 9-11. I don't care anymore. Because that was fantastic. Oh my god, and there's so many. Okay, I gotta step away from this. We got we got a we got a Anna chart to go through. Oh well, I wish we didn't. <laughs> uh could be worse. We could have found the moon. Alright, next one is Bubuki Baranki, Hoshi no Kyojin. Second season of Babuki Baranki. Looks like generic shonen shit. I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. Max, what's next? Uh, Bungu Stray Dogs 2. Oh, yeah, second this is... season. This is that action show with the people like, in, in, in a secret organization that fights bad people. I don't know the fuck. Monsters or something. Well, yeah, that sounds like every anime. Well, anime. here's the thing. They're all named after authors. Everyone, every major character is named after authors. Famous authors. Is, like, is this gonna be like Fate Stay Night? No, they're not actually the authors. But, I mean, it's like JoJo levels of they're just blatantly named after this shit. Like, I think in a more recent story arc, they introduced, like... Because there's all Japanese authors at first, because it's in Japan. And then this organization that's in America comes over, and they're the ones named after... They got, like... There's a character, one member, that's named Agatha Christie. And I think there's a guy in there, like, H.G. Wells or something like that. Like, they are literally named after authors. And they have special powers that are basically like stands, but they're not, they don't work like stands, like it's not like a thing hovering around them, but it's like they're named power with specific rules, and they're all named after books that their author's namesake wrote. In fact, Agatha Christie's, it's, it's, her, her stand, for lack of a better term, is a, it's uh it's not the it's not it's 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 the new title one of the newer titles of it but it's uh 10 little niggers if you remember that book yes yeah yes. which was made in the 10 little indians yeah and, and i believe was made and then i there were none. i believe or there was another title for it like like a, a crime something something that wasn't 10 little and i think that's the name of her not stand <clears throat> And then there were none. That was it. That was <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so yeah, that's like it's shtick. They're named after authors. It, the, the style looks cool. Like it doesn't look like generic anime trash. They have noses for one thing. And there's detail in the artwork. But it doesn't look interesting. I, I, I tried. I was hoping it did because of the style and, you know, the, the art and everything like that. But I just looked it up. I was like, it's just... Nothing special about it at all. It's seinen, so... If if you need a time killer, go watch Bungo Stray Dogs. But that's literally the only thing I can recommend it as. If you absolutely need to watch an anime, and you watched all the good ones, and you just need to have something on... There, Bungo Stray Dogs. There you go. If you absolutely need to have your time wasted, there you go. Something to watch. Alright, so... Andrew... Card fight, Vanguard G next, and there's no description. It's more card fight. 
more not Yu-Gi-Oh. Next we have Classicaloid, and man, that's a lot of pastels. The story follows high school students Kane and Sosuke, I hate Japanese names, who live in a provincial town that is trying to revitalize itself with music. One day, suddenly Classicaloid versions of Beethoven and Mozart appear in front of Kane and Sosuke. Fuck you. And the suspicious-looking Classicaloids play music they call Mujik. It has a strange power. Stars start to fall, and giant robots appear. Now every day is tumultuous. Eventually, more Classicaloids start to appear, such as Bach, Chopin, and Schubert. What is the great power that the Classicaloids have? Are they friends or foe to humanity? What?! What? What? Alright, so which of these characters is supposed to be Mozart? I think it's the white-haired guy jumping at the camera with his hand really close. I think that might be Beethoven. No, you're right. This is so dumb. This is... You know what happened... JoJo got big, so now a lot of anime feel like they gotta... We gotta have... A theme name thing to just blatantly name shit after, or theme shit after, or reference, and then theme that around powers. So, uh, so if we can't do music, let's do authors or classical musicians. Are we sure this isn't a Vocaloid spinoff? It might be. They're classicaloids, but it doesn't. Well, I don't know. They look like dudes in this thumbnail, so. Yeah. The art I don't know what the not... fuck that pink thing is, though. True, but the art style is not um, evocative of Vocaloids. Still shitty, though. Yeah, it looks like retarded crap. Alright, Max, what's next? Yeah, speaking of retarded, Digimon Universe App Monsters by Toei Animation, I guess. The key to the anime story are smartphone apps that many people around the globe are using. Inside these apps, AI life forms called app monsters are nicknamed Appmon are hiding. So it's Digimon except... Uh, no, no it's, it's just Digimon. It's Digimon Go. I, I was going to say it's Digimon except terrible, but, you know, uh, it's Digimon. Yeah. It's like, you, you, you like Digimon? Here's more... Fucking Digimon. It's Digimon, but with contemporary technology. Yeah. Uh, and this looks terrible. Jesus. Well, it's for little kids. Also, the main character kind of looks like the protagonist of the current Yu-Gi-Oh arc. <laughs> well, uh, like I said, it's for little kids, although there will be grown-ass men watching this shit. And Milo, who we still need to get in contact with. I, I just haven't done it. I need to send him an email. Alright, Andrew. Ooh, Drifters. The May 2015 issue of Young King R's magazine announced <coughs> that an anime adaptation of the manga Drifters is in the works. The story of the manga centers around Shimazu Toyohisa, the real-life samurai who fought in the pivotal battle of Sekigahara. In his dying moments, Shimazu was transported to a world of magic with other famous warriors throughout history. These warriors... Oh, don't scroll up. <clears throat> These warriors are forced to fight each other in an endless battle, and the description doesn't mention it, but this was originally written by Kota Hirano. Yeah, this is his project so after Helsing. It's pretty much guaranteed to be great. Yeah. So this is your other good one. Also, Hitler founded an empire in it. Yeah. Yep. 
where they enslave elves. Yeah, Hirano just can't stay away from Nazis. It's great. <laughs> they have to factor into the story somehow. Eventually, he's just going to make a series about Hitler. Die Burenki Super Hitler. Or some shit. I want to see his version of Downfall. <laughs> oh, so do like, I. He, he already had one of the best rant scenes in anime with the major speech, so... <laughs> the meme will live again. Downfall Ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, well, now we get to go from that. Okay, everybody, the good shit got out of the way. Oh, already. Yeah, that's it. And it just goes downhill, especially in a couple rows. But I get, I get, we go right from that to this garbage. Flip flappers! Which is not something on Nick Jr. Their legs look burned. Yeah, and they're wearing ridiculous tops. And they look, they have the faces of toddlers. What is going on with their legs? Because it doesn't look like something they're wearing. Well, let's find out. How does the world look in your eyes? Papika and Coconoa. Or Cocona, I'm sorry. I was, I was pining for Blaze Blue for a minute. Cocona, the heroes of the story, hold the keys to open the door. When the two girls meet, their adventures in a different time and different overlapping dimension called Pure Illusion begin. Fuck does that mean? Many things in Pure Illusion will stand in the girls' way under the search for the mysterious crystal called the Shard of Mimi, an item that is said to grant any wish. However, when the girls find themselves in danger, the Shard of Mimi shines, and they are able to transform. Oh, it's magical girls. It's, it's magical girls, and it's, um, no, no... It's not about fapping off to these girls. It's deep and artistic. Look at the colors, and they're talking about... Is things real? Okay, seriously, their stockings look like they've fused into their legs. Like, goddamn, why have these faux-deep anime storylines just sound like a guy ranting on weed? Like, let me read it again. Tell me it doesn't sound Dude, like a Dude, weed, LMAO. Like, how does the world look in your eyes? Like when the two girls meet, their adventures in a different time and dimension, overlapping dimension called pure illusion begin. Whoa. The heroines hold the key to open the door, man. Like, does that not sound like a fucking pothead just babbling? And that's plot to an actual anime that's getting animated and put out by a special... It sounds, sounds more like an anime made by Charles Manson. <laughs> After all, he did say, like, you guys are living a thousand illusions, man. <laughs> well, the next one looks like, just by the art, it might be a step up. Max, why don't you read it? Fune wo amu. God, why are these names always so stupid? Well, what, let's see if it translates to anything. It probably has an actual... Oh, I just... Okay, thank you, Anna Chart. I just got brought to some broken page. I'm sure it has an, a real title. Um, the Great Anyways. Passage. Ah, so the series follows the employees at the Genbu Shobu Publishing Company. Araki, who's a veteran editor for the dictionary department, really, is looking for a successor now that he's approaching retirement age. After Majima Mitsuya, a salesman who's a poor talker, meets Mashi, Masashi Nishok, 
car or something. Araki's co-worker, who is sociable and frivolous, Araki overhears the conversation and decides to recruit Majime into the department. The story follows the awkward humans Majime and Masashi as they work together to compile a medium-sized Japanese dictionary titled The Great Passage. Apparently this is based on a book. Like a novel, a book book, not a light novel. I like that it specifies medium size. Let's, let's not get over ambitious, guys. We don't want to make a big dictionary, just medium. <laughs> yeah, you know, medium like spine. I'm, I'm all for for anime, like doing something different compared to the regular moi ugu shit and all that, and having like maybe like some unconventional stories here or there. And a realistic art but, style. Uh, yeah, but I'll be honest, this sounds really fucking boring. This sounds like. This doesn't sound like. Uh... What am I looking for here? What's the description I'm looking for here? And it's not fucking boring. It's, it seems like uh, one of those low-key, um, personal, <clears throat> not slice of life, but like human drama type things. And I, I guess it's a movie. Um, yes, what I said. <laughs> I guess that kind of thing. And I'm not interested in that at all. There's a market for that. Because it's boring. Yeah. I mean, some people Nobody like, gives a shit. Some people like the exploration of people and drama. And well, like, some people are fucking stupid. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, it's just—it's <clears throat> one of those. It's a human drama, which um, sounds as boring as it sounds. It's still a huge step up from most of this. That okay? It's like, look, I could either watch a show about guys writing a dictionary, or or. I could watch a show with Alucard shooting Nazi vampires in the face. You know what this is? You know what this is? This is the kind of movie that I bet Funimation will license it, right? They'll mm -hmm. play a trailer at an anime convention, and that trailer will have a lot of quiet music, probably piano. But then, mm -hmm. then later in the trailer, violins will kick in. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of uh, mundane things with a bajillion frames of animation. Yeah, and I love inspiring sentences that yes. are kind of vague. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It is exactly that. It is that kind of thing. That is my prediction for, for who will license it, what the trailer will look like, and be either before or after they play the trailer, the presenter at the Funimation panel will talk about how emotional it is and how it made mm -hmm. the, gave them the feels or made them cry or some kind of statement of yeah, how... Yeah, and in those words, too. Yeah, or some kind of statement of how touching this movie is. So that is my prediction. Let's see if my psychic fucking powers that I seem to have, if I still got it. It's going to be licensed by Funimation. It's going to have the trailer that I described. It's going to have the either intro or outro by the panelists that I described. Yeah, In yeah, fact, at the end of the trailer, as the movie fades, it's going to end with one line someone says. It's going to be like a one punchy little inspirational line. You know, I, I actually love the contrast between like the preceding one and this shit here, because like this, I I know like the the Japanese guys who made it, I probably didn't intend it that way, but it really does feel like like some people in the industry try to run from the typical ugu moe shit or the typical shonen shit so fucking hard that they just slipped into outright mundanity. Like they went from fucking. Sugar pedophile apocalypse to <laughs> watching paint dry. <laughs> that is a good way to put it. That's a really good way to put it. I think you nailed it. They, they ran too far in the other direction. And speaking of nailing, that said, I, I'll take I'll take too far in the other direction over what they're running from any day. 
and what they're running from is right up next. Girlish number. The story follows the lives of Chitose Karamusa, a college student who aspires to be an idol voice actress and other young women in the industry. There is no color in this thing that is not pastel. She is gonna get raped. Oh, we got another. We got another girl floating in space on the left. Wait, did, it just, did, did someone just crack an egg on her chest? Like that's what that looks like. Well, it's probably design on the shirt. It probably is supposed to be that. Yeah, still though. Like... Well, yokes on you. The show's gonna be trash. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, look, loser show for loser people. That's all it is. So next we have another sports anime, another shonen sports anime that none of us will ever watch. But at least the art style looks different. Looks Attack on Titany. Um, God, that's a lot of Japanese words. Haikyuu! Karasuno! Koko! Oh, it's from that Haikyuu thing. It's that volleyball anime. It's already going on. It's like a new thing. This is production IG. Yeah, so it'll look good. It has a unique look, but it's fucking sports. It's volleyball. I don't give a fuck. It's well-designed boring shit. Stop making sports anime! Some people love that shit. Not a lot here, though. Bombs every time they localize it. Yeah, because it's stupid and boring. They, and like, they, gotta, they gotta make the legend of Koizumi of sports anime. Just <laughs> due, to, due to, like, volleyball or hockey, what that did to Mahjong. Yeah, just, just have them, like, cheat the entire time. <laughs> like when, when, they're, when, they're playing, when they're playing, like, I don't know, like, pinball or whatever, I want one guy to take the table and hit the other guy with it. <laughs> this is my, like, super special fucking attack ping pong shot that they can only do like once once the stars align these other guys are like fuck you and it's a gusto pinochet doing it <laughs> yeah i just saved anime again <laughs> yeah i mean like and, and here's what gets me whenever they bring these sports anime over i, I don't think well, a lot of these companies realize something yes there's a niche for this it probably appeals to the localizers a lot here's the thing though most people that watch anime are huge dorks that have rejected sports their entire life. I don't, have pl- I don't like sports. I don't, I don't watch football. I don't like sports. Why the fuck would they watch sports just because it's anime when they have a million other anime to choose from that has more ridiculous hairstyles and they shoot lasers and boobs jiggle? If you want us to watch sports, you need to make Hitler the quarterback. There's <laughs> or- kind of a fundamental problem like with this which is the same reason that like people who don't generally watch sports don't watch sports, which is that watching sports is kind of boring. Like participating in sport is interesting, but just watching people do it is kind of boring. And it's the same shit with fucking anime. Except with anime it's even worse because it's fucking fake sports. And here's the thing. Like it doesn't actually happen. Two there's two fundamental problems with sports anime and why sports anime will always suck. One, every goddamn one of them is exactly the same. It, they just changed the sport. Yeah. In fact, that's why Ice Shield 21 took off so much, because it didn't do this shit. And this is the shit that every fucking sports anime does. The main character has messy hair, and he is, like, the energetic, passionate mm-hmm. one. He has a lot of spunk and talent, but no skill or experience. Yeah. Then there his is- rival usually either has, like, glasses, or he's like the, he has, like, the slick, short hair. He is usually a bit taller, maybe like dark hair. 
He's like the the sophisticated, maybe even smarmy one. He's the one who has like all the skill in the world. Like he can make super precise shots and all that. And then like at one point he kind of gets defeated by the main character, and he's like, "No, how could this be? Like my perfect analysis was beaten by like this snot-nosed kid." And then like they they try to counter each other constantly, and they start to respect each other, and then they have gay sex. And, no, wait. <laughs> Actually, no, that's right. <laughs> well, here's the thing, too. It always starts the same way. The the skilled rival guy is on the same team. Always on the mm-hmm. same team. And they have their first confrontation when Spunky, new main character, is trying to join the team. He's trying to prove that he makes the cut for the team. And the guy's like, you're a nobody. You can't make it on this team. And then it's like, what? How can he counter my techniques that I have been honing for many years? And then they they will be friendly with each other, but still compete in some way, like fucking Zoro and Sanji. Like, oh, I can score more points than you can, or something like that. Like, I'm still the better one, but we're teammates. Well, I'm the better one, but we're teammates. Oh, well, we'll constantly try to prove each other who's the better one. It's the same goddamn shit. The only time the sport that doesn't do this, sports anime, is baseball. Because the baseball sports anime are all about a group of friends learning from each we other. Work together. Yeah, it's all... Oh, yeah, and, and you always have, like, the evil rival team, or just evil team regularly, who are, like, all the, the super skilled, like, arrogant, smug douchebags. And you always have an enemy team who are, where all the guys in it are just evil cheaters. Yes. You always have that. Every one of these things is exactly the same. Again, that's why iShield 21 took off, because it was different. First of all, it was American football, which I don't even think Japan knew existed until that manga came out. <laughs> so, so fucking Murata, everybody thought Murata invented the sport. It's like, no, no, it's, it's real. They do that in America. Um, this is what people do in China, Japan. <laughs> um, and, like, the, the cast of characters eschewed those stereotypes and was a lot more varied. It wasn't, it wasn't my thing. But I'll give it all the credit in the world. Also, sometimes when the generic sports anime wants to get really crazy, the arrogant smug douchebags and the guys who are constantly cheating are combined into one team. <laughs> but only if they want to really mix it up. That's what We talked about this before. What they need to do, is they need to have a ridiculous, crazy sports anime. Like I said, they need to have the one, like the rival team's best, player is a gorilla and no one acknowledges that the gorilla is a gorilla and like they'll have like special pitches with superpowers and shit like it's goddamn Mario Strikers or something or Mario uh, Mario sports games like the, the guy from this team from, from this town is like some dude that's like got fucking spiky orange hair and like a cybernetic eye for no reason and it's like he, he like no one can beat his ultra fastball and like when he pitches it it like spins in the air in front of him like it's in a fucking turbine which defies the laws of physics until it builds up fire and then stops in the air for a second and then fires off at mock speed as a f- literal fireball also another thing that Yes. Another thing that you also have to do is that you have to make it with like the legend of Kuitsumi, by which I mean you have to allow like any and all forms of cheating, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like, like just fuck just, rules. I don't know, just like fuck have rules. one character like whose entire strategy in I don't know like soccer anime is to kick his opponents in a crotch or some shit. Yeah, just fuck rules. 
I mean, to have only enough rules to give it structure and then beyond that, fuck rules. Like in this hypothetical baseball anime I'm talking about, let him make it so players can just fucking die. Like, people can just die and no one gets arrested. Fuck, like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Motherfucker, cybernetic, spinny, fiery fastball, and this guy, this team has a gorilla that's like, hits home runs every time. Like, it never doesn't hit a home run. Like, you just, you have to do crazy shit like that. Yeah. And then it would well, be I interesting. Know, there's like a guy who like always throws a ball so that they bounce off the other teammates, like the enemy teammates first and then fly towards the guy. Yeah, that, he'll like, instead of pitching it right at the at the batter, he'll turn around and throw it at like the first baseman and it ricochets off. Like, like why does the team all have these weird like fucking kill zone helmets with like glowing eyes and shit? Like, fu- like they look like fucking um, the, the, the suit from Fallout New Vegas. Like the one you get in the Divide, you know what I'm talking about? With the trench coat and shit. And they look fucking yeah. post-apocalyptic baseball team. And say, what's going on? And then, like, the, the pitcher comes up, and he's got, like, a fucking gas mask. He's like... <laughs> and then he just, like, wings it at one of his teammates, and it bounces off his fucking military helmet. It ricochets, and it makes a... sound. And he's like, what? Ricochet? And, of course, the first teammate's going to get a strikeout. And, like, for, like, the second pitch, he bounces it off of two teammates' heads, and it comes from a different direction. Oh, no! Strike two! And then, like, when he'll just bounce it, like, three or four times, and it bounces off the pitcher's own helmet, and then straight at the guy. Like, that shit is what you need to do. Fuck this formula. Fuck this same shit all these sports anime do. You need to start just getting creative and crazy with it. And there you go. Why am I not working in Japan? I'm obviously much better at this than these people. <laughs> it's kind of annoying. I want. I keep coming up with shows, and then I want to see them, and they're not going to happen because I came up with them. And I don't have enough time to make more comics. The one I'm doing takes enough time. But you know, you know what is getting made? <laughs> this whole fucking next row. <laughs> uh. All right, Max, you're up. Oh, God, I was having a good time, and I'm honestly feeling so attacked right now. <laughs> hey, bot. The anime takes place on the screw-shaped island country of and follows the two Bokia bots, Hailbot and the Yuri Prince Neil, as they collect different Bokia Neji screws. When the Bokia bots wear the Bokia Neji screws on their heads, for fuck's sake, they're able to compete in Bokia battles, battles for who can think up and tell the best jokes. It's a little kid's show. I, I don't know why they hate children so much. Like, like, <laughs> like it's, mean, it's like seriously, it's it's time to stop. This this is cancer. Well, at least they're making it jokes and not just like Beyblade type shit. I'd rather watch Beyblade, honestly. <laughs> at least Beyblade was entertaining with how ridiculous it was. It's like Beyblade wasn't like the greatest show in the world, but it was at least somewhat closer to what we just described for sports anime. Like where the stupid fucking spinning tops literally that could create tornadoes that slice at the opponents with wind and shit. That actually happened. At least the robot's cute. No. (laughs) It's the best I can say about it. It's a little kid show. Um, Yeah. It looks why, like why, do the, they, why do they hate kids so much? It looks like the robots from Tron Bon. He does, a little bit, yeah. Like, like, little servbot. Yeah. Across between a servbot and a Game Boy. And, uh, alright, Andrew, you're, not, you're next. Kibike Euphonium 2, and 
this one's got another short description, so I'm going to have to make it last. Uh, <laughs> sequel. Andrew, stop it. We've got so many to go through. He be gay. Andrew, I swear to God. <laughs> hey, look, guys, 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 look who, look who's doing it. Kyoto animation. So it's another. Oh, is this all they do? It's just geni- like why the Lysis, fuck is this seinen? <laughs> because it's going to be you know we could joke about sex or whatever, but we know exactly why. It's going to be nothing but people talking and emotions. It's going to be emo- girls having emotions and oh, they're having. Oh boy, Kyoto does another music anime. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I, I, I did I didn't I didn't Tuba know Tuba Girl that, is my favorite. I didn't know that being fucking boring now classifies you as Sanan. <laughs> I think they talked about this show at Otakon and it did seem fucking boring. I think this is the one yeah, because it was on the Crunchyroll panel and it was the one where that guy if you if you listen to our Otakon episode talked about that guy that wouldn't shut the fuck up at the Crunchyroll panel and wanted him to die. I think this oh, was the one God where I this year. Yeah, um the uh, this is the guy that uh, the one that after it was like two girls and then like uh, he he gets all creepy once the clip ends like so in the next episode do they kiss? Uh. Yeah, I think it's this one. It's like the girls they're in a school band like band class. Where like, tubas and and more, more like and gang band. <laughs> you and that guy yeah. should hang out. No, seriously, <laughs> hang out with him so you can you can lure him into a secluded location and murder him. This one time in BK camp. <laughs> what is it with Kyoto Animation? It's just anime camp. We already know what this is going to be. It's going to be a banal shit involving teenagers, mostly girls, that is going to be um, fluidly animated, but it is going to be about nothing. Nothing is going to happen. You're going to Why see. Why all in the sky? <laughs> Because that's what Kyoto Animation does. They have blue sky, and everybody looks off in the distance wistfully, except for the ones that are in front and center. They're looking at you. And That, that one girl in the upper right, that she looks completely away. <laughs> she's she's just lost. I don't want to be seen in this. She's just lost. She doesn't know where the camera is. <laughs> and and it's, you're going to have a lot of frames of animation to depict things like people turning around when someone calls their name. Their hair will fly around. Someone's going to get really excited, and they're going to kind of raise up, and their hair will also raise like they're maybe going to go Super Saiyan. And there's going to be really shitty music that everyone is going to pretend is really amazing. And Moe, cute, cute. Oh, God, the feels, guys. The feels. Fuck. And there will be implied lesbianism, but nothing will ever come of it. That's probably what that guy was going to fap to at the fucking panel. Well, yeah, I guess except the audience. Fucking Beard the pirate. I swear to God, Beard. <laughs> If if I see you next year, I'm not going to do anything because I don't want to get kicked out. But if I didn't ever get worried about getting kicked out, I swear to God I would hit you. And it's not me trying to be a tough guy. That's me needing to... I need to do that. I need to do that. It's not like, oh, I'm going to kick your ass, bro. It's like, no. After what I dealt with with that guy, the only thing in this world that will make me feel better is to strike him. Was that the guy who kept trying to have conversations with the... Panelists, yes. Yeah. Uh... Pew beard, because he had a fucking orange beard that looked like just pubic hair. Like, that's not how beard hair curls, that's how pubic hair curls, and that was on his face. (laughs) Yar, I mean Cheeto beard. (laughs) 
fuck that guy. If if anybody knows who he is somehow, like, oh yeah, I know that guy. Hit him. The motherfucker looked like Ash Ketchum glued pubic hair to his chin. Because he's cosplaying as a fucking Pokemon trainer. And he looked like he was wearing a children's costume because everything looks small. I like Chris Chan. Like everything, all the little Pokemon gear that he had was like small, like it was meant for kids. Like Jesus, exactly like Chris Chan. Yeah, like seriously, hit him if you know who he is. Just slap him across the face and just say no. This no. is why the anime doesn't let Ash age. <laughs> this is what he would be. <laughs> all right, next. More faggoty garbage. Idle memories. Eh. <laughs> oh god, idle shit. Oh, look, idols are cancer. Japan, you, your your idol culture is toxic and awful. Anybody who watches idol anime needs to be electrocuted until they piss to- themselves. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> The anime is called Idle Memories. The anime takes place in 2035, where virtual reality technology has evolved enough that people can experience world travel and other life event experiences from the comfort of their own home. In this space, idols perform live events for a worldwide audience. As worldwide popularity of idols performing in VR rooms increased, the Canon Private Academy was established on Beginning Island to train new idols. These idols compete and strive to reach the top of the World Idol League. The anime will focus on the six idols who make up two units, Star Ring and Shadow. Does Japan even know what an idol is anymore? Just uh, imagine the kind of semen handshakes you could do in virtual reality. <laughs> Seriously, like, do, do you... You could hack like... the program to increase your semen volume, like, 10,000%. <laughs> just get some, get some just mods. Just spray the entire... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> these, these idle girls have a VR concert, and all of a sudden they get sprayed by fire hoses of semen from multiple people in the virtual audience. <laughs> Like, no, seriously, Japan. I mean this. Do they even know what an? Do you even know what an idol is anymore? Like anything I see with idols, it always seems to be ill-defined. Now I thought they were pop stars, like celebrity pop stars, like they're Britney it's Spears. Cancer, Cody. But now, like you've got class idols, you've got a- idol academies, magical girl idols. Yeah, you got idols with Danganronpa, that high school, super high school level idol girl, whatever the fuck it was. And weirdly enough, like, whenever it's a show about some girl aspiring to be an idol, which is basically always, like, they, they never they never actually include the casting couch part of that. Yeah, um, this, these always feel like a way to, like, this was sponsored by some company or something to yeah. push I idols. I mean, not that it would be an improvement if they included that, <laughs> but it would at least be more honest. Yeah, but it's like... These always feel like these, the company that produced these idol girls are the ones sponsoring shows like this and games like Idol Master. In order to glorify idols and the culture of idols um, rather than the sort of uh, dirty truth that it is um, everything that the Anita Sarkeesians of the world say that like beach body ready ads are. These are literally reducing these women to objects and and... Removing oh, not their quite, because objects don't get molested. Yeah, it's removing the agency from these women. They're not allowed to date. They can't uh, marry or anything like that. They can't have a personal life. They can't 
do anything with their lives except make public appearances in costumes, sing sometimes, and get their picture taken. Yeah, until they're either too used up or too old, and then they get dropped unceremoniously. Like, the industry basically chews them up and spits them out. Idol, the idol industry is one of the most repugnant um, things that a first world country has produced for for the masses. Um, it's right up there with bum fights, and <laughs> and even that is like underground. That's not yeah. major record companies. And uh, at least the bums are getting something out of it and get to go home afterwards. And and bum fights and um, those uh those like toddler and tiaras pageants. I can't remember the title, but I was on Play Asia looking at games, and there's one that was about like idols where people vote uh, to decide which one stands in the center of the stage, and uh, after the show, all the others are killed. And I just thought, oh, that's actually not bad satire. <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, ser- seriously, like if you enjoy like this real life idol shit. Then you might be kind of a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like at at least if you only enjoy like the fictitious, glamorized version of idols, then you're just you just have really bad taste. And you're deluded. Well, yeah, that too. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, the idol, the whole idol culture in Japan is just disgusting. Uh, and and that's me be me experiencing what it feels like to be a social justice warrior for about five minutes. Um, so let's move on. Max, you're next. Kaido Joker 4 by Shin A Animation, whoever the fuck they are. The fourth season of Kaido Joker. Little kid show. That, that's it. It's, it's Lupin the Third for little kids. We talked about this before. Um, yes. Andrew, you're up. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can say this title with the level of enthusiasm required. Yeah, it is. How many? Wait, let me count this here. I think it's nine. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight exclamation points. Kjo! Exclamation point! 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 Coming night. Kaminashi Nozomi, 17, is an exceptional gymnast, so much so that colleges with some of the best gymnastic programs are trying to recruit her. Unfortunately for them, she has other plans due to her family being extremely poor. Money is everything to her. That's why she wants to step into the world of Keijo. Keijo is a type of gambling sport where girls stand on a small floating platform and compete against one another. The aim is to push the other contestant off of the platform into the water, but they are only allowed to use their butt or... (laughs) Wait. Yeah. The aim is to push the other contestant off the platform into the water, but they are only allowed to use their butt or breast to push the others off. Will Nozomi be able to compete in the intense world of Keijo and bring wealth and fortune for her family? Holy So shit. you're telling me the title of the show literally means butt sumo, basically. Or, or tit sumos. This is this is kind of like the sports equivalent of soaplands. This show exists straight up. It, the entire reason for its existence is an episode of FGB. <laughs> like that's it. That's what it's for. <laughs> is yeah. this is this real or something they made up for the show? <laughs> this is this exists so that Lance will zoom in on the boobs and say really funny jokes. 
and rate the girls, and it will be funny. And that is it. That and then and then he will make the episode. And once it is published on YouTube, KJO will no longer have a reason to continue to exist. Titties on a sumo wrestler. <laughs> I, I just I have to feel like. The title is a uh, typo. They made a mistake somewhere. Like someone just held down the shift key too long. <laughs> this is just. And I like that they actually gave the main character the age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know that. Uh, you know she she's underage. That makes it better. Well, to us, that she's over the age of consent. To them, she's in that ripe, pure area where she's still a high schooler, but she's old enough to legally fuck. Ah. Uh... You think I'm joking? That's why they did it. And incidentally, who the who the fuck is already in college at age seventeen? High school? You mean that's like senior year? Oh, okay. Oh, it says like the colleges want to recruit her. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so she is literally a high school girl. Okay. It's the I misread that part because of that. Fucking stupid premise. <laughs> the fuck were they thinking? All oh, right, they weren't. They're just trying to get lonely otaku to buy their DVDs and fap. Jesus, this. F- One of them even does kind of like the boobs and butt pose while in the water. That's some dedication. Two of them are doing boobs and butt pose, and one is doing like the extreme bent over fuck me in the ass pose. Is it's like the one on the right? Is is that like the lolly or some shit? Well, she she has visible breasts. So. Well, comparatively, I mean, <laughs> I don't think so. I think this show's too. Well, I say too boob focused, but even High School of the Dead had a lolly, so right. they always have a lolly. There's probably gonna be at least one. Yeah, there always is. Also, why the fuck is this? Why are we anime fans again? Like, why? Why are we anime fans? Why? Why are we? Why are we doing this? Oh, this is classified as a sports show. Yeah, <laughs> well, they're doing something comedy. different. <laughs> yeah, like, what, I was what about exactly? To say, this is what Japan does when they hear what you want. <laughs> what exactly is? Okay. What exactly is funny right. about this? Probably going to be like, a lot of like, oh, off with their mods. Oh, fuck you. It's going to be like uh, Japan's equivalent of Porky's humor, and then it's like, oh no. Someone walked in on me while I'm changing. Oh, the person walked in, makes a funny, uh, poorly drawn face, and blood shoots out of their nose. Laugh. Yeah. Laugh, uh, Japan. Uh, you have no sense of humor. But by the by the way, um, Japan and America, pornography, like sexual arousal, okay, and humor, like laughing, finding something funny, like these two are incompatible. Do one. Or the other. Well, see, you say that as a European, you forget we come from both America and Japan, come from puritanical origins. So, the, oh, butts, giggle, that exists. The thing is, with America, at least we can say our sexual comedies are explicitly for stupid people. No, I get, I get like sexual humor, but the difference is, like with let's say like American Pie. For yeah, instance. but that like that kind American of thing. American Pie is retarded and it's sexual humor, but American Pie was not made to have you jerk off to it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's that's like oh, saying. like and it's that relatable humor for sex obsessed dickheads too. Like oh, he stuck his dick in a pie. I, as a dumb teenage male have also stuck my dick in things in order to feel sexual pleasure. Who does that? I identify with that. 
Many guys. Many guys. Well, that's right. just retarded. Like, there's the, the, the poke a hole in a watermelon thing. That kind of thing. That's also really retarded. It is. Yeah, it's, uh... And sad. People do some crazy shit when they're developing, and... Either, either way, the, the point is that, like, trying to get people to jerk off and trying to make them laugh are kind of mutually incompatible goals. Well, no, in a way, yes and no. Yes in that you're exactly right, but no in that there is a mindset for it, and that mindset is dumb, horny teenager, because those kinds of things basically excite all the synapses of the dumb, horny teenager and the lowest common denominator idiot, because the sexuality of it makes the, the lowest common denominator older person feel, A, like they're one of the cool kids, and B, they've had sex, so like, it's again, the clip of Meat Wad from Aqua Teen Hunk Force, I identify with that. Like, with the, with the teenager, it is base toilet humor, base humor, mixed with titties, and you, the teenager just want to see titties. It's not even just jerking off. It's like a ding, ding, ding! Like, they just, they just get, it's like, points in a video game. It's like collecting the coins in Mario. You gotta collect the coins. You gotta get the little power-up that's running away from you. Same thing with teenage boys and seeing boobs. So it's not even... They might jerk off to it if they get the home video release, but they go to the theaters and shit to see it just because they saw boobs. I guarantee... when I, I, I didn't see American Pie um, because I, I have an IQ that's in the triple digits. So... But I'm willing to bet in the theaters when the chick in American Pie shows her tits, the guys in the audience go, "Yeah!" Because it's the dumb teenage mind, and it's similar with Japan because they're so sexually repressed that every bit of this etchy shit, they don't even have to see boob because they they invent these ridiculous situations and they animate this shit with to ridiculous levels because they're even worse because with us we came from puritans but we moved past the puritanness but that essence of former puritans are still in us so we still have that oh they said but they said buts <laughs> buts in japan you say buts like because they're still super repressed it's like, buts but he says but shujiro this guy over that's here said butts! What, that's not what people do. <gasps> like they do that the the, the um, repressed Japanese housewife reaction of the of the couple fingers over the mouth like Donnie. Like, yeah. That's that's what they do. It's so it's like what it's sort of that um, almost genetic thing that's been put into the American psyche from the Puritans that founded this country. Doubled and new. Like, the Puritans are still a thing, and they're worse. Except for the whole killing people thing. Their mindset is enhanced, but their methodology is modern. <laughs> and that's why this shit exists. And that's why we also have the shitty shows, like that one with the girl putting the panties on her head and trying to shock people by being sexual. Shimonetta. Yeah, that one. Yeah, it is... It's fucking love. Oh, yeah, the love next show. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. So that's that's why you have that because they're still puritanical. They're worse than we are without well being more civilized than we are. Yeah, we were. You um, know, I've actually once seen a bit of American Pie because we were on vacation with some friends of my dad once, I think. And some guy was watching that on uh, on TV, 
And you know how there's like sometimes these stupid videos on YouTube where it says like such and such really hilarious, try not to laugh. Mm-hmm. You know those? Yes. Like with when I was watching that bit of American Pie, I felt like it was kind of the reverse challenge, like try to laugh. <laughs> because nothing was funny. It's, it like was there, not there clever. Weren't any, there weren't any jokes. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not clever. It's not telling a joke. It's like, again, the meatwad scene. I identify with that. That's what it's doing. Like, oh, or like, um, oh, look what you did. Oh. Actually, I think the dumbest bit about the movie is like they, they, they spend like, they, 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 uh, they actually go through the way of having like a message at the end. You know, if you remember, like the message was supposed to be, it's like, yeah, it's like we all tried really hard to like have sex, but we failed. You know, I, I, I guess like in the end, it doesn't, doesn't really like matter. It's like we put way too much emphasis on this. And, and then like immediately after that scene, they basically all just get laid anyway. <laughs> it's like what is is this is this like some sort of mystical martial art thing? Like once you stop trying, it just magically happens by its own. It's like wax on, wax you off. You know, it it kind of does. I mean, a lot it has happened for a lot of people. Kind of happened with me. Like you know, you you just you just stop worrying about it, and it just happens. But when you're desperate for it, you fail. And if you need any proof, look at like. Look at most anime nerds, and and how lonely and desperate they are. Which is why they they buy body pillows and watch moe shit. They're desperate, and when and they can't approach women, or when they do, they're super creepy and they're fucking fucking Chris Chan. Like here, I drew I drew a picture. Oh, it looks like a child draw it, drew it of like you and me having sex. And it's like they're really creepy and they try to ah the, the Nick Bait approach. Whereas more successful flirting is more just small talk. It's regular banter. And a lot of times, people that like have just like you know what I'm not looking for. I'm not looking for love, and then that's when it hits. Like that's what happened with me. That's what happened with me and Leanne. I was like, you know, what? I I I ain't focused on this shit. I got, I got to work. I got to start a career. I'm gonna get my, my comic thing off the ground. I got to focus on that. I can't be worrying about dating. And then here comes this girl, and then the whole sh- sudden it's just like, there you go. So like, that's how it happens a lot of times. When you just like, you know what, fuck. Because I mean, I just like, you know, I, I just got dealt with some some bitch that was like fucking playing games and shit. Like, you know what, fuck this chick. I'm done with this. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna focus on my career. And then that's when Leanne came along. Like that that's what happens a lot of the times. Like when you're when you're looking for it, you you because you're trying, you're failing, and you're just going for who's available. And then when you stop caring and stop focusing on, next thing you know. You, the, the 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 good option comes along, and then you, at, at the very least, you'll get laid, or you might not, might even, you know, end up being something more serious. So that is, for reals, that's how life really does work. And and that's my advice to you, uh, lonely weebs out there that might stumble upon this. Just uh, stop trying, <laughs> because when you try, you just scare them off. Just act like a normal human being and focus on something else, and eventually. However, the American Pie ending is still not going to happen. Like the girl you've constantly been desperately trying to pick up is not suddenly going to have sex with you just because you stopped trying. Yes, absolutely. That's how it happened in the movie. Oh, absolutely. That part's bullshit. But the greater message of you know, quit being desperate, quit 
quit trying so hard, and eventually, and and usually after you stop trying so hard, uh, it will happen. You know, I'm halfway convinced. Like the only reason people even remember American Pie anymore is because of that one band camp line. No, the reason they remember American Pie anymore is the he fucked a pie scene. I, I, I forget the band camp thing, to be honest, a lot of time. It's the pie scene. And most people don't even remember American Pie anymore. You know, it's, it, it was a flavor of the month thing. It was like Haruhi Suzumiya. It was the main thing, and it fucking sucked and inexplicably yeah. popular. Now no one cares about it anymore. Did anyone even watch the sequels? <laughs> because I don't think anyone did. I don't think they did. They had to have watched at least one because they made multiple. And then a lot of them were direct to video. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it was. It was just the flavor of the month. It came and it went, and it's dead now. It, when something is quality, it lasts forever. When something is just trying to appeal to stupid people, it comes and it goes, which is why they have to keep making Shrek movies, because the minute they stop, no one cares about Shrek anymore. Well, nobody ever cares about Shrek. They kind of do. I mean, I rem- remember the Mega 64 video where they interview people outside Shrek the Third? And it was like, oh my god, humanity is fucking stupid. Wait, there are genuine Shrek fans, like, I mean, outside of the meme? Yeah. Like, look at a Mega, Why? Mega 64. <laughs> Mega 64 did a thing where they were outside Shrek the Third, and it was, they were doing it, they were making people think they were one of those uh, interviewers for a trailer thing. Getting people's uh, opinion after the movie, and it is astonishing how stupid people are that go to see these movies. Like, I'm not going to say that's everyone ever, but it's a sizable portion of the population is really that stupid. And when you hear them talk about, what's your favorite part of the movie? Like, I understand they're not, not everybody's going to be eloquent. But at the same time, if someone asks me what my favorite part of the movie is for, like, a comedy, like if you ask me what's my favorite scene in Blazing Saddles, I might have to think of it. It's like, oh, man, give me a minute. But then I could, like recite with some level of, let's say, articulation, a scene that I thought was funny. Even if I just say something Sheriff like, is near. Yeah. Like, oh my god, the sheriff is near scene? Oh, that was fucking hilarious. Something like that. Or, or like, um, the, the, like, when is the whole scene, like, oh man, that scene in the office, right? Don't you know that man is a nit and that whole scene? Like, that thing. Like, I could think, okay, there's a jo- I could think of a joke. But when you see someone that is visibly in the forest, like, oh, like when the, Shrek, the baby Shrek is puking everywhere, that is so funny. Which is not me making a joke, that's what one of them said. Like when the baby, and several of them kept bringing out, the baby Shrek kept puking. It's so funny. If you ever wonder how Man, movies like that can people ever have children, they're never gonna stop laughing. <laughs> like, some people, a sizable amount of people, are just really stupid and I don't really begrudge studios for making products for them because these people they are money it makes them money and I don't begrudge any company for wanting to make money it puts food on the table and it and it, uh, it raises your stock in life as a member of that company and, and I don't think anybody can fault anybody for wanting to do that but it is supremely annoying that uh, their stupid fucking idiot entertainment and the rest of us, our entertainment, is like in the same space. Like they don't have an idiot theater and then an everybody else theater, like an idiot theater and a normal people theater. It's all the same theater. So we, like, 
And they count the stupid people movies alongside the normal people movies. And the stupid people movies often make a shit ton of money. Just ask James Cameron. He made two of them. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, if anybody ever wants to see like movies like this, like Shrek or American Pie, these just purely unfunny, or ad- modern Adam Sandler movies. Like, like, why do they keep making them? Watch that Mega 64 Shrek, I think it was Shrek the Third, pretty sure it was Shrek the Third, um, video, and that will just answer your question. Just, you will be enlightening. And then you will know. So what I think we're going to do, we're not going to stop right now, but looking at the time that we've been doing this and how far we've gone down and how much we have left, I think we're going to split this into two episodes. So we're going to do part two next week. Um, we're not done part one, but I think we're going to do a couple more rows and then call it a night. So next is me. You mean you don't want to do this for the next three hours? <laughs> okay, and, and, and since we're doing that next week, I can uh, find someone to be a special guest. I'll probably get Leanne to apologize since there was that one episode we did she really wanted to be on. And I didn't think she could. And she was like, you got to ask me. So I'll let her join us on this. Um, next we have another season of Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. I'm scared of those orphans. Nobody cares. Uh, so, there you go, David Majors. You have more. Raise your flag. Okay, I gotta say this real quick. Apparently the theme song to this show, Iron-Blooded Orphans, people fucking love. Like, people will hashtag raise your flag when it comes on Toonami. Because it comes on Toonami right after One Punch Man. First of all, has guys, while I'm talking, look up pictures from this. The dumbest hairstyles I've ever seen are in this show. I swear to Christ, it looks like everybody's related to Seymour from Final Fantasy uh, X. In some way. Dumbest hairstyles. But I listened to the song um, that Raise Your Flag from this song. It's not good at all. And it, the, the singer sounds drunk. <laughs> Like, he's trying to say raise your flag, but it's not like, RAISE YOUR FAG! Like, is that raise your fag? <laughs> um, are you lifting up a gay man, or are you really British? Is that what, why you have the mush mouth? Are you cockney? Oh, it might raise your flag! Raise your flag, mate! Fuck is this? Let me see, if, can I get something to put in my mouth to accurately convey how this song sounds? Here's a couple napkins. I'm going to do my impression. Of the famous theme song to oh, Gundam, yeah. Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans. It basically just starts like this, huh? Oh, 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 so basically, if you want to make a, a, a song for an anime that a lot of people are going to love, they just waste two napkins. <laughs> is that actually the melody? Yeah. Uh, so wow. basically, basically, what you want to do, if you want to make a um, pop a song that a lot of people love, say in English, say something in English, and then a repetition. And then say something in English and a repetition. And there you go. And that's the recipe for success. Who needs Jam Project when you got that shit? Mushmouth shit. <laughs> um, yeah, Iron Blooded Orphans, which is, is such a silly Whatever name. Whatever the fuck that means. Such a silly fucking name. 
Like I said, I'm, I'm neutral on Gundam. It's not my thing, but I get the appeal. But there are some Gundam series where I'm just like, what? And Iron-Blooded Orphans is one of them. Between the oh. hairstyles and the title and Japanese-British mushmouth singing the theme song. does that Gundam have a giant sword? <laughs> it's, it's made of the iron that is in the orphan's blood. <laughs> well, that makes sense. All right. They melted down the orphans to make this. <laughs> It's just like it's just like the the Millennium items in Yu-Gi-Oh, except much stupider. It's like the fucking machine from that episode of Venture Brothers, <laughs> or the the pleasure machine that ended up being haunted. It's like, <laughs> like what is what is in this machine? Like what? That's a like, what do you have as a power? So it's a an or, an orphan. <laughs> it's powered by a forsaken child. Well, not a whole orphan, just his heart. <laughs> Oh, God, why haven't I watched the Venture Brothers? Why am I so many seasons behind on the Venture Brothers? I'm a bad person. I need to catch up on that so bad. Let, let's just skip the second part of the season overview and do a Venture Brothers episode. <laughs> Nobody will care. <laughs> it might be something to do in the future. Because it, it does so many things that anime fails to do, so it might be a good exercise. Uh, so let's do a couple more rows. Max... Why don't you tell people about this cancer? Long Riders! Exclamation mark. The manga follows Ami Kurata, a first-year college student with no special qualities, just like this show. One day, she happened to notice someone riding a folding bike, immediately falls in love with it, and uses all her savings to buy one. What? She eventually gets introduced to the world of long-distance bicycling and road racer bikes, and she forms a cycling team called Fortuna with four other female college students from the same school. Their goal is to ride in a bare-vid or long-distance event called Fresh. Isn't this basically the same shit as Hippie Euphonium well, except with bikes and well, stuff? They they, they At least this is about high schoolers. But they did this already. It was an anime called Roller Girls or something like that, or, or, or Rolling Rolling Girls. They did this. It's another Moe Girls on Bikes. What the fuck? And why are there multiple shows about people on bikes? There's another one that isn't Moe Girls. It's like a school club friendship bonding bikes. Why are there so many shows about bikes? Why are there so many anime about the same shit? (laughs) Fuck. Andrew, do the next one before I kill myself. Low storage incited Wixos. Okay. The official Twitter account for the Wixos trading card game announced that a new anime project titled Low Storage Incited Wixos will be broadcast this fall. What the hell is a Wixos? I don't know. It's Some bullshit. Show about a fucking trading card game. Jesus. Well, let's see what the Google spits back at us. W- what is a Wixos and why is it incited? Well, this looks terrible. It's incited by Lost Storage. It's I mean, lo- just look at this shit. Lost Storage. It's like a, it's a portmanteau of Lost Storage. They lost the storage where they were keeping all their cards, and that's the story. They're going to have to find their card collection, because they, they need m- rent money, and they had some really valuable cards in there. Oh, my God. Is that from this show? Oh, this is, no. This is from the card game. Uh, this, this sure looks like a quality product. Like my dick. No. <laughs> That's oh my god. At least Dragon Ball Super is really good. At least we got that going. 
And Jojo. Oh my Jesus. Get a little weekly bit of cute if you want to banana. Look, look at this shit. There's no I'm anime that's good now. If I can increase the size of that fucking thing, like this, this is this sure is something. This is a trading card game for losers. Well, at least it isn't Barbarossa. Yeah, it's a trading card game for losers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, girls aren't that hard to get, guys. This isn't that difficult. Just fuck? talk to them like a normal person. Don't be weird. Just talk to them, and you will eventually fuck one. I swear it's not hard. This stuff looks like magic for faggots. Uh, I'm sorry, this stuff looks like magic. <laughs> I think you just called yourself a faggot. No, I don't play that game anymore. <laughs> You're always talking to Tommy about it. You just called yeah, Tommy a faggot. Because I, I like complaining about that fucking game, because <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> what, you don't like medieval fantasy trans folk? No. <laughs> Canonically I, I don't Asperger. like fucking trans Genghis Khan, or fucking Aspergian Cora. Uh, I'm sorry, Cora. <laughs> or or fucking black Greek people <laughs> can, can only wait on how they're gonna fuck up the Egyptians look it's called Magic the Gathering right well how can you have a proper gathering without some diversity in the group well by having a lot of bunch a whole bunch of white people paint their faces <laughs> Magic the Gathering of the Juggalos <laughs> Well, it would be an improvement, wouldn't it? <laughs> At least the art's nice. It's like the ultimate card is Tech 9. So, so when are we getting the Dark Carnival's a land card? <laughs> and, and, and you play Magnets, and it's just a wild card you can do anything with, because no one knows how it works. <laughs> ah, fuck. Look, again, girl, especially Japan, too. I know your culture is, is wrong, but women aren't that hard, dude. They're not. They're not mystery well, magic. yeah, if, if a woman is hard, then usually <laughs> things have gone wrong. If a woman is hard, you're on a college campus, because everywhere else, that's not a woman. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> see, like, they're not, it's, it's not difficult. They're not... Aliens, they're not espers. You, they're people. Talk to them like people. You will, you will hit it off if you do this right, okay? I mean, fuck. I've done it purchasing Goomba plushes, okay? I've fucking purchased a Goomba plush and fucking got the fucking girl at the counter, alright? It's not hard. If I could do it fucking buying a goddamn Goomba plush... You can do it fucking anywhere. This is not a difficult thing. You don't need to get these fucking cards with underage bitches with shortiest of skirts and their goofy um, 4chan awesome faces. And yet it's still better than Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah. But like, you, you don't need this. You don't need boob sumo. Just talk to women. You know, I would have been on board with Trans Genghis Khan if it meant that there were people who thought they were Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, I was born a woman, but I just, I have this compulsion to rape and pillage. I identify as Genghis Khan. 
I will conquer like a, your couch. It's identifying as Genghis Khan, like the medieval version of an attack helicopter. <laughs> yes. I, I, se- I sexually God. identify as Genghis Khan. <laughs> Trans Khan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm just, I'm getting so tired of this lonely guy. Again. By, by the, by the way, um, kind of amusing side note. In German, the word Vixen means to jerk off. <laughs> That's appropriate. Especially if you're a furry. <laughs> Maybe that's why there's so many German furries. <laughs> Are you aware of this, by the way, Max? The mental association. Of what? Your country is like one of the most, the densest population of furries. No, I was not. Like, if you look at, like, the furry locator thing, whatever it was, it was like some map where you'd see all, like, all the places where, I don't know, I don't even know how they mark the furries. Like, where, I guess where fur affinity counts are. Looking for if any other sites like they're like where their location is marked as these accounts. Apparently, there are furries everywhere in Germany. Like there. Oh, is... looks like we missed a few. <laughs> like there's such a dense population of furries. When I saw that map, a I think there's more furries than churches. Um, or something, something like that. There's more furries than some kind of infrastructure that there's a lot of. Um, and there are so many that I'm pretty sure that when you take your trips into the city, chances are you've seen at least one in your day-to-day, like, goings-on. It's kind of like when China under uh, Mao Zedong got rid of all the sparrows and so there were locusts everywhere. That's what Germany is like. They got rid of all the minorities, so now there are furries all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they didn't know about the unintended consequences. Furries? That's not how you say refugees. <laughs> <laughs> no, one only rapes in their role-playing sessions, the other does it in real life. It's kind of an irony, like they try to get all, rid of all the lower races and now they're being flooded with them. <laughs> Ten years from now, we're going to have street battles between furries and Turkish gangs. <laughs> or Turkish furry gangs. Yes! Though, that's are, gonna be are, like there the, are there Islamic furries? That, those are going to be the ones that like, like bring them together like the half-vampire kid in that whatever-the-fuck anime it was we talked about earlier. <laughs> they like, I am both Turkish and a furry. I am the bridge between the two worlds to help them come together. <laughs> like, the like they, the they, they they believe that Allah granted Muhammad the first fursuit. <laughs> it's like debate between their theologians, like whether theologians is whether it was a fox suit or wolf suit. <laughs> okay, what kind of furry is it halal to dress as? <laughs> like, are there any haram animals? Okay, no pigs. pigs. All right, <laughs> no pork in your fursuit. <laughs> <laughs> you have to yiff. Well, face Muhammad <laughs> loved cats, so <laughs> you have yes, to. Yes, it was a cat suit. <laughs> you have to yiff facing Mecca. If if they get scratches. If they get scritches instead of murring, they just do that. <laughs> 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 
on Ramadan, you have to abstain from going to Fur Affinity. <laughs> you have to brush your fur suit five times a day. <laughs> the female furries have to put a headscarf over their fur suit. <laughs> <laughs> Dreaming of utopia. They have a burkini on their furkini. <laughs> <laughs> they got burka fursuits. <laughs> it's it's just a really big bulky burka with a snout. <laughs> they can sort of see like the cat ears poking out on the top. If. If your fursona's a dragon, you can't go in public unescorted and buy another fursona. <laughs> 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 that doesn't seem that much out for stairs. <laughs> <laughs> tumbles! Everybody go look up Tumbles the Stair Dragon. <laughs> it's the funniest fucking thing. I love that name. Tumbles the stair dragon. <laughs> Fuck, my face hurts. Scalies aren't allowed to drive. <laughs> Man, you think Taha Rush is bad? Wait till you see Tail Harush. Those poor fur- girls at this furry convention. All two of them. Oh, fuck. Oh. Okay, so anyway. More anime faggotry. Oh. Uh, I think we can do about, like, two more rows. Oh, God. Alright, so next we have Luger Code 1951. The story centers around the young linguistic genius and university professor Testa. He is introduced by his senior, Sergeant Rosa, to the Allied Cryptanalysis Department. There, he is tasked to break the enemy werewolves' code. Oh, he just threw werewolves at us out of nowhere. (laughs) The enemy werewolves' code, which the werewolves are using to encrypt their radio transmissions. Testa is astounded, as the only sound the encrypted code produces is the howling of a wolf. His research yields no results, and he resolves to capture a live werewolf for better cryptanalysis. After exhausting all possible means, he finally finds a female werewolf, Yonaga. God damn it. Why are there werewolves? I don't know, but this does not sound bad. It's for, what's that one fucking movie about cracking the Nazis, co- the Germans' code? Enigma? Uh, I think, yeah. It's like that, but with werewolves. It's like when they crack that one seemingly uncrackable code, but with fucking werewolves. I see nothing wrong with this at all. Assuming it's real werewolves, but I think it is. It's female werewolf. That's howling. It could just be a code name. I hope it's not a code name. I want it to be real. That's an. I'm is all this, for that idea. Is this I know that that last is? line worries me. It kind of does, but you know what? You need to have a little faggotry to get the Jap- Japanese to actually watch it. I mean, but you know what? It might not even be that bad. If you had told me the premise to Salty Ray, I would have been hesitant. I've seen Salty Ray. It's fucking fantastic. I know it's fantastic. Even if it had the premise of mysterious girl with with that special falls into literally falls into guy's life, you wouldn't have thought that the show would have been as good as it was with if you just told me described it that way. So who knows? But that you know what that don't sound bad 
at all. I like that idea. It's that kind of crazy shit that I fucking started watching anime for in the first place. God, I hope it doesn't suck. But they, I just wondered if this is why the wolf people in uh, Wolf's Children had to be in hiding. <laughs> they used to be Nazis. There's a war against the wolfmen. I feel like this is one for Andrew. You, Andrew, you're in the here with yes. us. I'm me, thinking me, out. Andrew. Yeah, I'm like thinking out loud here, but yeah, I feel like this is one for, one for you. I mean, if you still got to finish your fucking Joker game review. Yeah. Um, did you finish writing that or? No, no, I haven't finished writing it yet. Your bad boy. You need to finish that. I know. I know. Um, <clears throat> we need more stuff for the site. We do. We're getting low on articles, uh, but like I feel like this would be perfect for you um, to just see the the how they play it off. I hope it's good. I like that premise. It's fucking code breakers. Yeah, the one red flag for me is that, you know, Studio Dean is doing it. Yeah, which just means the animation's not going to be And really the picture. Great. And that last sentence. And the picture. The only thing worrying about the picture is the androgynous character. The thing the on the upper left. Yeah, it looks like it's concerned. I mean... Glasses, dude. You know, visible noses. Even if the nose is small, it's like still nose. It's got nostrils. Um, you, know, you got stuff going on. So you know, uh, promising. It's, it's promising. I hope it doesn't right. suck. Andrew, you're going to be in charge of this one. All right. Um, tell it's it's gonna well it's probably gonna wait a few weeks because I mean it debuts a few weeks after it debuts. They've been using like a couple months apparently, so we'll see how it is and watch watch the anime outsider site. We'll have a review for that, and then uh, we'll see if it's any good. I hope it is. It's just marked as fantasy, so anything about us. So now that we've had something with uh, promise, let's move on to some gay bullshit. Uh. Max, why don't you tell us all about that gay bullshit? Magic Cune exclamation mark Renaissance. A world where art becomes magic. In this world people who inspire the passion with their magic arts called artistas and are employed in show business. In Hoshinom private magic arts school where artisans are taught, a strange new student named Ohana Agisaki transfers to the school. Oh god, this is long. Ohana is placed on the planning committee for the school's yearly Hoshinomori Summer Festival Cultural Festival. She spends her romantic school life with six other boys who aim to become entertainers in the future. Each of the boys specializes in his own arts and aim to make the fest a success. In addition, the boys also aim to be chosen aside alongside Onihana as the school's artista prince or princess only chosen once a year. A magic cune for you. A new renaissance starts here. Magic cune renaissance is a multimedia project where you can create great memories with artistas of greatly varying personalities. So, <sighs> it, is, it is multiple kinds of anime cancer. You've got harem, or reverse harem in this case. You've got magic academy. Ugh. She's not going to be able to get with any of these guys. No. They're all gay. <laughs> well, I was thinking because it's no longer uh, marketable or profitable, but yeah, that too. Look at those motherfuckers. That is, yeah. that is a parade. Those dudes are flaming. Especially the two on the top right. Yeah. Holy shit, I'm pretty sure they're lovers. They're fucking each other. <laughs> like, goddamn. 
Yeah, the like one the on the upper left. The red-haired one and the blue-haired one are probably also together. Yeah, they're, well, you know, they're probably friends. They're probably, like, platonic buddies, because they're obviously the red-oni, blue-oni thing Japan likes to do. Yeah. Um, and, like, the the red-haired one, like, is the one that's, like, the, the gay guy that doesn't want to admit he's gay. I'm totally straight! Have I mentioned how straight I am? Boobies. And the bottom China. right... The ginger on the bottom right <laughs> looks like um, Shota Boy grew up, and I mean Shota Boy as in from Shota Boy and Dorito Face Bad Touch Senpai. <laughs> like he grew up and joined the school, and he still reminisces about Dorito Face Bad Touch Senpai, which Shit. is relevant, but we won't get into it this episode. But bringing up Dorito Face Bad Touch Senpai is relevant oh dear. for this season. Uh, you say, oh dear, but... It's it's not a bad thing <laughs> at all. Um, oh, that one, yes. yes. All right, Andrew. Maho show. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maho show show. Igusei Keikaku by all according to Keikaku. By our old friends at Lurch. You rang. Lurch, I want some more shitty anime. Yes, master. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, the novels are set in a world where a social game called the Magical Girl Raising Project allows one in tens of thousands of people to be a magical girl possessing extraordinary physical capabilities and looks as well as special magical powers that set them apart from the rest of the human race. That's racist. (laughs) So they're the Ubermensch. But one day, in a district containing 16 magical girls, the administration announces that it must have the number of magical girls to solve the problem of magical energy. At first, the 16 magical girls race to collect more magical candy than their competitors, but the rules quickly become twisted, and it quickly becomes a murderous battle for survival among them. That sounds fucking stupid. It sounds like somebody watched, um... What the fuck was that called? The Madoka Magica, and, yeah. and they thought, like, we gotta make an edgy magical girl anime, too. Hey, kid. Want some magical candy? Uh, also, am I, am I the only one who thinks that Magical Girl Raising Project sounds like Shinji Ikari Raising Project? That was my thought, too. Mm-hmm. I, I want everything to die. Anyway, this is cancer. Next, we have Monster Hunter Stories. Now, this is interesting, and I'm going to tell you why it's interesting. Because this was announced uh, at the Funimation panel. I think I brought this up. If I didn't bring this up in the Otakon episode, I'm bringing it up now. And this dude in the back row lost his shit. Apparently, he is a... And I turned around, and he is... I said this... Um, in the episode I did with, with Riser, I used this phrase, and uh, I, I must use it again. God himself could not have fashioned a bigger stereotype. Um, I turn around. First of all, he had decided to stand. He went, like, I'm just they, they show the Monster Hunter logo, and I hear, Yes! And I turn around, and standing... No, 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 I didn't turn around yet. I hear this guy going nuts. I thought it was multiple people until I realized, Oh, wait, it's one guy who's flipping his shit. After the trailer ends. And and as soon as this guy, like, like me, and Leanne, and Kevin, we all kind of like, huh? And I look over at Leanne, and she's like, Leanne looked like she like she was com- coming down from shock. 
Like what? The, what was that? Um, and play, and of course it's it's just for little kids. It's a little kids thing. Turn around, and they say, "Oh, the guy really likes Monster Hunter, huh?" And turn around, and he has decided to stand, and he is holding up like like fucking Link from Legend of Zelda, holding up an item he just pulled out of a chest, holding up a Monster Hunter monster plush. He is fat as shit, visibly greasy. Um, failed facial hair, long wavy Zach Birchie hair, Ugh. greasy, glasses. Dear God, <laughs> why do, look when your child is diagnosed with autism? You really have to work to try to, to prevent them from becoming that. I I can't. I'm urging all parents out there. Just, if your child shows signs of autism, don't just let them be. They will turn out to embarrass you, and they will end your bloodline because they will never reproduce. <laughs> like if you don't let your child become that. Like oh god, that was embarrassing. It it, it just I can't even I I don't want to be that loud that he was. He was as loud as he could have possibly been, like uh, that his throat would allow. That was maximum human volume that that guy exploded with when the Monster Hunter logo came on screen. Huh. So a throwaway Monster Hunter anime, which is not... You, you think this is going to be anything special? No, this is a Monster Hunter anime to sell Monster Hunter shit. This is going to be fucking like Cardfight Vanguard or some garbage. But there's this guy that that was that was his citizen fucking cane. <laughs> <clears throat> that was I I don't even think I had half as big a reaction like that when Funimation announced they were releasing Cowboy Bebop on Blu-ray. Like I I, I and they didn't like hint to it. It's just all of a sudden here's Cowboy Bebop surprise. Because I'm a I'm a fucking adult, and I would I would think that you know adults would know better. But I guess autism is more powerful than I thought. So if if you're out there, dude, calm your fat mantis. Nothing is worth that reaction in public. I don't care if it's a convention. We're here to celebrate our interests. Fucking have some f- motherfucking dignity. You're allowed to have dignity at a convention. It, trust me, it will. It will help you more in the long run, because it will make you look even better than normal. Don't be that guy. Fuck that guy, and don't be pew bearded. <clears throat> All right. So next we have Max. Oh God damn it. Ah. <laughs> uh. Nanbaka. Four men are assigned to the prison. Jugo, a man who attempted to break out of prison and ended up extending his jail time. Uno, a man who likes to gamble with women. Raku, a man who likes to get into fights. And Nico, a man who likes anime. What prison? I I assume these are the reasons why they got thrown into the prison. Uh, 
It it is kind of great though that they literally have a character whose defining characteristic is likes anime. Let me look this thing up. It looks different enough to where I don't know if it'll be good, but it'll be. So why are they falling down the wall from Attack on Titan? Let's see if I can get some better images of Nanbaka here. Okay. The art's interesting. Character designs are interesting. Look at that one guy crossing his arms as he falls. Right, here's a, uh, here's a better like picture of our cast here. This actually doesn't look terrible. Here's a better picture of the cast of this thing. That thing on the left doesn't look like a man. <laughs> Here is a better picture of him. Um, there's like character profiles, I guess, from this anime here. It's got some style to it. Still doesn't look like a man. No, but now you know what he looks like better. Why does he have fangs? <laughs> Here's a close-up. The, the art style is, uh... It's, like, it's kind of a cross between Danganronpa and graffiti. Graffiti art. There's another one there. It's like, uh, should we give you a better idea what yeah, the art okay, style is? Okay, the one on the right doesn't look like a man either. <laughs> and, and the one in the middle right looks like a lesbian. Actually, the one in the middle left also looks like a lesbian. Like, these all look like chicks, what the fuck? Well, one of them is numbered 69. Oh, yeah. Alright, there's a trailer, but there's no actual footage. Why, why the fuck do they have the numbers oh, on the there's, I'm also seeing Oh, I'm also seeing big-eyed Ugu shit in this trailer. So I don't know. This could go either way. This could be fucking terrible or it could be interesting. I, I literally can't. I can't judge. Like, it's very... Di the, the art style is interesting. The character designs are very different. I'll give it that all day long. But uh, I, I can't tell if it's good or not. It literally could go either way. So I guess give it a look. To see if it sucks or not. Because we can't fucking tell. I can't fucking tell. Could go either way. I will give it credit for having unique art style. In in the world of anime, that's like a fucking treasure. So, I'll give it that. And then fine, our last one for the night. Andrew, take us home. Natsume Yujin Cho Go. The fifth season of Natsume Yujin Cho. Natsume's Book of Friends. I actually have the Wikipedia page here. Um, it looks like it is a shoujo. A supernatural shoujo. Why did I Google the entire <laughs> uh, story? I was trying to copy and paste it. Here, does, to give, does to, it matter? To give you something to read for your final one, Andrew. And Slice oh, of Life. That, okay. that's, a lot of, that's a lot of text. It's the summary on... Uh, Wikipedia for this series. Alright then. <clears throat> for as long as he can remember, Takashi Natsume has had the ability to see spirits inheriting the power from his grandmother, Reiko. Upon her death, Reiko bequeaths to her grandson her book of friends, a book containing the names of spirits Reiko had bullied into servitude. 
The Book of Friends is a highly prized item in the spirit world, and spirits hunt Takashi constantly. Whereas Reiko formed the uh, formed the contracts, however, Takashi spends his time dissolving the contracts and releasing the various spirits that come to him for help. But that doesn't mean there aren't malicious spirits trying to kill him, which is where Madara, called Nyanko Sensei by Natsume, comes in. Madara serves as Natsume's bodyguard and spiritual advisor of sorts, even though ostensibly he is motivated by his own desire to, pr- to possess the Book of Friends. He later on begins to become more attached to Takashi. Is this boy's love? I don't see it on the description. I don't know. Because, yeah, yeah, this is shoujo. So... And the premise doesn't sound bad at all. I mean, it's shoujo, the art style... And our style doesn't look like... I mean, it has that kind of light brush look a lot of shoujo has, but it doesn't have, like, the stereotypical shoujo art style. It's, a, it's an interesting premise. I mean, I was ready to roll my eyes, and was like, oh, for as long as he can remember, he can see spirits. Like, okay, another Ichigo type thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it doesn't sound bad at all. Could be good. You know, it's an interesting premise. It's a good art style in the anime. It looks realistic. Got some detail. Looks like it might be well animated. Yeah. Oh, there's a, oh no, it's not boys love. There's a girl there, and it's just him and a girl. So, could be good. Could be could be not shit. Who knows? So we're basically ending it on two maybes. Um, it's, I guess it's better than better better than ending it on fucking two moe shit garbage, which we could have done if we went one more row. So let's end on a in a positive note. Some some potential. Some some hope for the future maybe. I hope they're I hope they're good. We need more good anime for God's sake. Alright, so anything you guys want to say before we go? Nah. There's too much. <laughs> and next week we'll be back with special guest probably Leanne, so I can make her stop bringing up the episode she wasn't on. So from all of us here at the other side, I'm Cody Barr. I'm Max Vader. I'm Andrew Erickson. Saying, strap yourselves in, folks. We ain't fucking done. Hey guys, like what we do? Check us out over at Twitter at twitter.com slash anime outsiders or on Facebook at, you guessed it, facebook.com slash anime outsiders. Or if you want to help us out and help the website grow, send us a donation over at patreon.com slash anime outsiders. Or, hey, just tell your friends. Either way, thanks for listening.